0: podcast contains mature content. The views and pre- opinions expressed by the co host are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. This is for all the women who want to be me and all the men that came to see me. I am your host, the Warden Matt Ritter, and this is the Smackin' Raw Podcast, episode 50. I am here with my co-host, Sir cuss Travis Pointer.
1: I come every time I see
0: you, Matt. I know you do. <laughs> and our special guest host this week, my wife, the Baroness Kate Ritter.
2: Hello. <laughs>
0: I had like five seconds to think before I start talking. About her what the hell is a girl, Baroness?
2: So
0: uh, you know, GI Joe. There's a Baroness. It's a female Baron. She's an actual character in GI Joe, and she's really hot, like my wife.
2: The movie sucked.
0: The movie sucked, but the cartoon was great. GI Joe. So uh, Cobra. <laughs> This week on episode So have 50, you ever heard
1: that uh, uh Who's calling me? Who is
0: this? Oh shit Who is, this? is this like that drunk history yeah, episode you were you're watching?
1: Right
2: now. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Is Although, that yeah. Quest
0: Love? Is Quest Love
1: calling?
2: <laughs> oh I gotta look for that.
1: Sorry, that was my homie Britney. But go ahead.
0: Oh that was that wasn't Quest Love?
1: No, not this time. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, we're going to start off. There's not a lot of news this week, but there are two injuries. So, uh, Bray Wyatt was pulled for Monday night raw. He was in a head on collision car crash. Um, it sounds as though he's been released from the hospital and should make it to extreme rules, but he was off Monday night raw. And it was also reported that Ruby riot has a knee injury, which is why she was not on Smackdown for the riot squad match.
1: Ah, those knees, those knees. Folks are always hurting the knee. Oh, hell.
0: I don't know why I keep getting kicked off fucking Wi-Fi. You guys back? Can you see me? I I see Travis moving. It's frozen.
2: Oh, I can hear you guys. Can you hear me?
1: Yep, we got you. We're back, I think. Oh, Matt just froze again.
0: No, I'm still here.
1: Oh, okay. You just have a dead look (laughs) on your face. You're not frozen. Okay, we're back.
0: All right. I'm not cutting any of this out, by the way. I was going to say, Kate, disconnect your phone from the Wi-Fi. I don't know what the fuck's going on or why our Wi-Fi is acting up, but it is. As
1: long as I know it's not me.
0: No, I keep checking, and somehow I keep getting kicked off Wi-Fi. So, sorry about that, guys. But anyway, those are the two injuries that we have um, after we do a quick run-through of Raw and SmackDown. Uh, As long as this internet issue doesn't keep occurring, we are going to uh, cover the evolution of women's wrestling on this episode uh, of the Smackin' Raw podcast, and that is also why I wanted to have my wife here, because it is always nice when talking about the evolutions of of women's wrestling to have a female point of view, um, and what she saw growing up, and what she sees now, and the differences, so we will get into that, but uh, let's start with Monday Night Raw. Travis your boy Bobby Lashley And Roman Reigns just can't Seem to get along
1: let's let's talk About that for a second because I Really want to know what the fuck is Roman So mad about like Bobby basically Did what Roman told him to do and then Roman threw a pissy fit because Roman left him there because he wanted to do the whole Thing by himself so Bobby said yeah Do it by yourself fuck you and he Left I would too fuck Roman
0: so In case you guys don't know what happened Uh Roman Reigns competed in two matches on Monday Night Raw because even though he says everyone else is an egomaniac, he he needed to be on the show twice. Uh, He was in a tag team match with Seth Rollins against Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler that ended in DQ after the Revival came in and kicked the shit out of Roman Reigns, and then he had another tag team match for the third week in a row uh, where he teamed with Bobby Lashley to take on the Revival, which also ended in a DQ again. Uh, but he had told Bobby Lashley going into this match, just stand on the uh, apron and, and watch me do my thing. I'm going to handle this whole match by myself. So that's what Bobby did. And then he, Bobby tried to tag in. Roman refused to take the tag. Roman got his ass beat. So Bobby's like, all right, cool. And he fucking left.
1: Because mm-hmm. fuck Roman. I'm with you. And then I agree. the disrespect all night. He kept calling him Bob. The fuck is a bob?
0: <laughs> I actually kinda like the bob, I'm not gonna lie. Like, the I actually fuck? enjoyed that.
1: The utter disrespect all night. And then you want to get an attitude with him? Roman, fuck you. You will not disrespect <laughs> the greatness that is Bobby Lashley.
0: Um also, while we're talking about uh the greatness that is Bobby Lashley we should probably talk about the greatness that was the return of Doctor Shelby, because I'm assuming Doctor Shelby was also the Team Hell No counselor, which makes Travis very happy. <laughs> listen, I listen. was
2: I saw it come in, and I was not familiar with the doctor. Oh, you don't and know? Listen to Dr. the Shelby? last podcast, and I was like, God, I hope this is the same guy. Yes, just it for is Doctor Shelby. I was so
1: happy. It just when he came in, and like you could hear, like the crowd got hyped too, because yeah. Doctor Shelby was back.
2: He counseled uh, Team Hell No through
1: many tough times, all right? And they may need him again. So, you know, it's a good way to reintroduce him.
0: Bailey and Sasha are not getting through any of their issues during these counseling sessions. Uh, Dr. Shelby seemed to get quite fed up at the end of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because they just need to fight it out.
0: Also, I, I, I didn't really like the last part of the segment where they were supposed to respond to questions as if they were the other person and all they did was like act like a five year old and mock the other person
1: see that's the problem there see this is one of the this is one of the rare instances where i tell women you need to act more like men because here's the thing we have an issue we just fight it out and then it's over with like because there was a time when me and matt really didn't get along for a minute you know what happened me and matt fought and then no, was we didn't over.
0: fight. Travis punched me in the face. That's what happened.
1: We had a fight, alright? Just because you lost doesn't mean anything, alright? We fought and then afterwards it was over with.
2: The difference between men and women fighting is that men, yeah, are very, a lot more physical than women are. Women want to tear you down emotionally, mentally, and just destroy your entire mental base and that's pretty much it we that's just try just... to destroy you from the inside out but why? So, and that requires a little bit more finesse than a punch to a face that's so... just
1: so unnecessary <laughs>
2: like, if you you want to go clear... through so
1: much shit when a simple punch to the face will solve the problem i
2: agree but <laughs> I just,
0: sometimes I just it's a little bit out. more fun <laughs> Uh, This fight that Travis is talking about, we were in grade school. It was like second or third grade. No, no, no. It was was
1: post-fourth grade at least because I didn't really even know who you were until the fourth grade.
0: No, we knew each other in the third grade. We Um, weren't in the
1: same class until four.
0: Regardless, it was third or fourth grade. And like I said, it wasn't a fight. We got into an argument, and then Travis punched me in the face, and then that was the end of it.
1: Yeah. We settled it after that. I hate I like how you try to make me seem like I was the bad guy. So you had this. a fourth
2: right. grade argument and this is how you you justify Okay.
1: Alright. Hey guess what? Guess what? We're best friends now. So
0: <laughs> I
2: it, guess. It,
1: you can't argue with the result. Alright? Like...
0: And years later I threw him <laughs> off a trampoline through a set of uh lawn chairs. So I feel like we were even
1: I mean, you know, it's just <laughs> We solve problems very easily is what I'm saying. Like, you can learn. This, this That's the one thing y'all can learn from us
0: is all, is all I'm getting out of this, you know. And I'm glad you Conflict brought that resolution. up. Conflict resolution. I'm glad you brought that up, Travis, because you know who solved the problem very easily? Who? Braun Strowman.
1: Hmm. Talk about it. He
0: had, he had a match with Kevin Owens that Kevin Owens decided he was not going to participate in.
2: <laughs> Don't blame Kevin, him.
0: Kevin ran to the back, forgot his car keys, so he couldn't get into his car. So he looked for a hiding spot and decided to hide inside a porta potty. Braun Strowman's conflict resolution was to tie the porta potty shut and drag it from the backstage out onto the ramp and then shove it off the ramp. And then Kevin Owens rolls out and he was covered in blue paint. Let me tell you something. I have seen. Porta potties tip over. That is not what the inside of porta potty water looks Let's like. Let's talk
1: of about porta potties for a second because I need to talk to you about your people for a second. <laughs> have if you I, seen people, that you video people, no, of I, these white people like stuffing themselves inside the porta potty?
0: No, I have not. And
1: seeing how many of them came out of that one porta potty, it was like 30. Of them in the porta potty, and I have a hard time understanding why they did this.
0: I couldn't answer that, but I'm not mm. one of those white people that eats Tide Pods or climbs into porta potties. Here's the thing or- the
1: Tide Pod thing, it's not just white people. I've seen black people do it too. But yeah, the porta potty thing was confusing to me, but I was just like, I'll hear white people in again. But
0: <laughs> okay. I'm not one of those white people that sticks fireworks in their pants and then lights the fireworks and tries to shoot them out of their pants.
1: Yeah, white white people do that. Black people don't do that shit. Yeah. But, um, exactly.
0: So I'm not tra- one of those white people.
1: Uh, I know. I know. But, I, but you're like the bridge between us. So I thought maybe you could explain to me why.
0: Travis, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, European. I cannot explain how anybody would find it appropriate or mentally competent to climb inside a porta potty let alone do so with 30 other people.
2: Yeah. I'm just I'm just curious as to like how.
1: There were people on <laughs> shoulders, folks just all it was just it was it was insane. And I when they counted all the people coming I'm like how the fuck? Like you, you you put Mexicans this? in a car to shame. All right?
2: Why are you like, watching this? Be-
1: okay, so- I don't remember who st- who said it to me, but whoever <laughs> it is, I hate you for it. But like <laughs> it's just I don't know. I don't know.
0: Real quick, I just want to mention that when you originally brought the statement to me, my assumption was that they climbed inside the toilet of the porta potty, not that they were all just in the porta potty. No, they
1: were just all in the porta potty. Park? The only time I know of anybody being actually like in the actual toilet of the porta potty was on an episode of South Park when when these kids were hiding the porta potty and carving shit in there on top of them and then told on them. But anyway, go ahead. We can finish don't this. look
0: at me like that because we were talking about the blue shit all over Kevin Owens that wasn't porta potty water, and that is when Travis brought this up. So my thought was they were in the toilet of the porta potty. Like I thought that's of what. Of course the- they
2: got him a brand new porta potty to hide in. Come on, like they no, would that use porta potty out there.
0: But the blue water that is in a porta potty and what was on Kevin Owens are not the same thing. What was on Kevin Owens was blue paint,
1: sir. If you okay. want time to talk about the women's evolution, we need to move on.
0: <laughs> all right. Well. I'm glad you brought that up because the next and last thing for Monday Night Raw that we're going to talk about, um, well, actually, no, I got one more thing that's really entertaining, but it's kind of a sidebar. Uh, We're going to talk about Mickey versus Nia because they did something that really pisses me off. Nia Jax came out and let everyone know that her match at Extreme Rules is going to be an Extreme Rules match. And I hate the fact that there's an Extreme Rules match at Extreme Rules. All the matches at Extreme Rules – should be extreme rules matches yes. unless there is another stipulation exactly well, well they do know, that
2: at the ladders tables and chairs ones too at the tlc match not all of them are this are ladder matches you think
1: everything at tlc should be either a tables right. match a ladders match or a chairs match or a tlc match like it should but be that not. at the tlc pay-per-view that's a bigger problem like he's right it's just that like you know they need to expand that to everything <clears throat>
2: Right, but I'm just saying you shouldn't be surprised that it's like that because every other pay-per-view follows that same pattern. Oh, no, so, I don't, I don't, I'm not well, surprised where, by it. I just don't like it.
0: Right. Here's the reason I take issue with it. The reason I take issue with it is because at TLC or Hell in a Cell, the TLC match or the Hell in a Cell match is the main event. So if you want to name a pay-per-view after your main event match, I can deal with that. I'm not happy about it. If you're going to name a pay-per-view after it, like Travis said, every single match should be that, but – at least it's the main event. Yo, can I you don't imagine, think Alexa Bliss Nia Jax is going to be the main event. Can you imagine
1: a pay-per-view. Hell in a Cell pay-per-view where every match on the card was a Hell in a Cell match? <laughs> I would love Bro, that, but I, I also... Would. Listen, what? listen. It, I'm actively stopping myself from masturbating at the thought of that,
0: all right? Well, if you're going to start, please let me know so Kate can turn off her camera.
1: Why well, I think, you know, she'll want to, like... No. Never mind.
0: <laughs> Don't go there, Travis. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I want to talk about right now, uh, and I actually screenshotted this Baron Corbin asked Finn Balor to come out and give him an apology, and Finn Balor declined. And then they went on a little uh, feud. Wait, 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 uh, wait, wait, wait.
1: He talked to Kay for a second. So, Kay, <laughs> let me add- <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway they had a feud on twitter um, <laughs> stop laughing
2: I just look at him
0: <laughs> I'll I kick you out of you're this talking. right now I'm
1: not going to stop laughing because you're talking just go ahead I can hear you it's okay
0: Baron Corbin went on twitter and said he gave Finn Balor the opportunity to apologize and he proved uh, everything that Corbin knew about him He's a coward, a cheat, a problem And he will make sure that he will fix that uh, To which Finn Balor responded You sound like that Meredith Brooks song You know the one I'm talking about Bitch To it's which good song. Baron Corbin responded um, uh, Gotta go back here Big words from a small man Just remember that you and your club Are on my show now and remember who you're talking to, tough guy. Hashtag. Damn. I know exactly.
1: Oh, you know exactly okay, who I'm
0: talking to. A guy that was getting released from football teams while I was winning wrestling tournaments in Japan. And then Baron Corbin responded with, that's as impressive to me as winning 40 church basketball league MVP awards. <laughs> It took you 10 years to get to the WWE. Me, I made a phone call. When I'm done with you, 205 Live will be waiting for you. You will fit there much better. And there were a couple more. Um, this was on yeah, television? So had, no, this was on Twitter. Oh, this okay. Been going
1: on I was about to say, like, wait a minute. I didn't see any of this. Okay.
0: Um. Finn Balor responded and said, it didn't take 10 years to get to WWE. I was forging my own path on a 16-year journey, learning from the best. You said you made one phone call. I didn't make any. They called me. And then he says, whatever you have to tell yourself, I could have done what you did, but I didn't have to. You could never do what I've done. Here's some advice from the best. Toughen up, and we have seen how easy you bruise and get hurt. Hashtag Mr. Glass.
1: That last one was Baron Corbin, correct?
0: Yeah. Did he
1: forget that Finn Balor was the first ever universal champion?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Because, yeah. How many universal titles has Baron Corbin won?
0: Well, I think what Baron Corbin was saying there was, I could have gone on a 16-year journey and wrestled in Japan, so on and so forth, but I didn't have to. But Finn Balor had to do that to get to the WWE. He couldn't have just come in to NXT, trained, I hear, you. The roster.
1: I hear you, but the thing is, Finn Balor's quote, 16 year journey or whatever resulted in him being the first ever universal champion and Baron Corbin is just one of those dudes who lost his first, he's lost his money in the bank cash in, you know, like,
0: because he talks some shit to a doctor about concussion protocol, which he should not have done. So he fucked himself on that one backstage. Ruined his push. You
1: can throw whatever excuses you want at it. But in the end, what happened, he cashed in and lost. That's true. Finn Balor is the first ever Universal (laughs) Champion.
0: The point of all this was there's a very entertaining Twitter feud going on right now between Finn Balor and Baron Corbin that I found amusing and I wanted to share with them.
1: Oh, yeah. I enjoy the back and forth.
0: You know, I think. And I don't think it's a surprise to anyone, but I think Finn Balor had the better shots in that one than Baron Corbin did.
1: Yeah, because you know, eh. in the end, Finn Balor kind of has the high ground because you know he's got the more higher status as far as main events go and shit than Baron Corbin, so <laughs> makes sense.
0: All right. Um, oh,
2: <clears throat> I just like to point out that. Uh, a while back eric had mentioned a tattoo that baron corbin had and i'm not sure if it was ever mentioned again on this show but i'd like to bring it to your attention that he does in fact have hobo tattooed down the side of his fucking neck i've not seen an
0: h i've seen oboe and i think that's an instrument you fucking
2: think it is
0: matt (laughs) Well, see, oboe, the thing, Matt. Like the instrument. obo played- is spelled with an e, the end, spell it. not- an e on the end, it. Oboe has an E on
1: the end, my friend. So, you know. I was
0: going to say, maybe he got drunk and the guy misspelled it and he hasn't gotten it fixed yet. I don't know. I just <laughs> <Bull> think <haven't seen laughs> <a name. shit>. it's <laughs> So.
1: Here's the thing. That's Eric's thing. So I'll leave that to him to, you know, clarify all that. So I don't comment on it. But yes, I saw it myself.
0: Yeah. That's
2: no, I, ever gets
0: back on I the show. You see have- what it. You bring up shit about Baron Corbin like that, you see where Eric is right now, huh? Not on this fucking show anymore. Yeah. Don't give a shit. Oh, Don't
2: give a shit. I'm here
0: right now.
1: At any time, I can bring him back, Matt. I can bring <laughs> him back doing whenever I he's want. Doing
0: imaginary podcast with Mordecai right now. Oh, I'll bring him back
1: whenever I want, Matt.
0: Constable. Let We're me think. move on to SmackDown. Though. You
1: give me the chance, and next week's Smackin' and Raw will just feature me and Eric. Don't push me. <laughs>
0: We're moving on to SmackDown now. Uh, Team Hell No had an interview about them being back. Everyone was excited except for the Usos. The Usos came out and talked some shit. Team Hell No talked some shit. Paige showed up and did what Paige does, played a great general manager and made a main event match where if the Usos beat Team Hell No, the tag team title match at Extreme Rules was going to be a triple threat match. That didn't happen, but she made the match, and she did an excellent job in doing so.
1: I was pleasantly surprised by this because it kind of seemed like every time they introduced this whole if you win, you get added to the match thing, that person always wins. And I'm glad they didn't win this time. So I'll accept that. Okay. And I'm hoping that somehow this results in another Usos versus New Day match, even though that won't happen. But I love seeing the Usos face the New Day. Cause they just put on awesome matches all the time. Like if there was a way for us to just get usos versus the new day, like four times a year, no matter what (laughs) I would give the WWE network an extra $5 a month. If they give me that,
0: we might get there at some point, but I don't think we're going to get there anytime soon because right now, and I I Kate just shook her head that she had nothing to add. Uh, It looks like Sanity is going to be feuding with the New Day because Sanity came in and ruined the New Day's pancake eating contest and put Xavier Woods through a table.
1: They just don't like people to have a good time. Agreed. It's just, why is it every time the New Day tries to just come out and have fun, somebody interrupts them. Like They just wanted to have a pancake eating contest. They had red, white, and blue pancakes and everything. You know, and it was just, it was just a good time. And then here comes insanity to ruin it. On top of that, uh, did you hear about this random bullshit when people complaining about the Booty old cereal in Walmart? What? No, I, didn't hear about that. I know. This was the black Twitter thing. Let me tell you what happened.
2: <laughs> is it like a different Twitter? Is it just like...
1: <laughs> Listen, I don't have time to explain to you the intricacies of black Twitter. But just know, black Twitter is some different shit.
2: I know I see posts and shit and I, I want to know where it is know, like do you have to get it, an invite it's or not like...
1: just a place where it is it's just certain shit that only black people tend to see it's black Twitter let me tell you so there was somebody coming in because this is what happens when people try to comment on wrestling that know nothing about wrestling mm-hmm. they somehow in their weird twisted mind Turn the booty old cereal into some kind of gay thing, <laughs> and they were like, somehow they're using this to try to feminize the black man, and I'm just like, bruh,
2: bruh. Did it work, Travis?
1: Let me tell you about your wokeness and how you might be a little too woke.
2: Hold
0: on, I just before you go there, I just want to say. Travis did say at the start of the show that he comes every time he sees me and like, he didn't start doing that, that- until after <laughs> those came out. So maybe, just maybe, there's a thing to this.
1: Oh, you don't know. There's a good <coughs> chance that I just came when I saw you when I was younger too. You just didn't know about it. But, but anyway- now you're
0: open about it because of the bootios.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw this post. But there was some other shit. Like he was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they put some kind of gay drug in. I'm like, what the fuck is a gay drug? <laughs> like, like what is that? What are you ecstasy talking maybe, about, sir? But you said what?
2: Ecstasy, maybe.
1: Is that a gay drug?
2: No, you just like touch each other. Yeah, but I feel like
1: everybody touches everybody when you're on ecstasy, though. That's that's not yeah, really a true. gay drug. That's just a people drug.
2: I guess but, it just depends on who's in the room.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just a touch drug. That's you know, it's just. <laughs>
2: I'd say
0: Coke is a gay drug because I heard some guy stand up in a movie and say that he sucked dick for Coke. And to me that sounds like a gay drug.
1: It's a drug that, that makes you do gay things because you want it so bad. I don't know if the drug itself makes you gay.
0: Well, if you're doing gay shit because and let me say something. <laughs> we have no problems on the Smackin' a Raw podcast with homosexuals. None whatsoever. Don't take- Please do not take hey, this wait, conversation. Wait, wait. Watch, this,
1: watch this. this. I'm like going to do shit. what like a lot of white people do. They're not racist and say they have black friends. I have gay friends, so it's okay.
0: I've got a gay co-host. He's on every week. <laughs> so we have no problem with the homosexuals. Oh,
1: fuck you. <laughs> so do, but, not,
0: <laughs> do not take what we say here as an insult to the gay community. Um, but all I was saying <laughs> was, if you suck dick for cocaine... Then that drug is making you do homosexual acts. Therefore, it may be a homosexual Doesn't drug.
2: necessarily mean that you're gay, though. Like, or you, you just, just want just coke that bad
1: that you're willing to do things that you really don't want to do.
2: <laughs> Doesn't mean you like it.
0: Exactly. Do you have to like it to be gay? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, at least it's, it's you know certain it's, a, it's a sexual
1: it. preference. If you don't want to do it, but you do it because it's a necessity, that's different. I don't want to, you know, go to work every day, but I do it because I need it for money.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but because you do it, even though you don't want to do it, you're still an employee of a company. You're still part of the workforce.
1: Not a willing So if you're sucking... Not a happy member of the workforce.
0: No, but you're still one. So if you're sucking multiple dicks, are you a member of the gay community? Not a happy member of the gay community? But still a member of the gay community. So here's is the thing the is, is
1: it because there's multiple dicks involved that makes you gay?
0: Or is it multiple times that you've sucked one dick? I don't know. That's That's a good the thing. If you
1: have one person whose dick you suck to get Coke, but you only do it because you get Coke, does that make you gay? No. Kate, <laughs> Kate says no. Well, I don't think so either.
2: You just have to be. Attracted to the same sex, but
1: it's, it's one of those things. Yeah, if you're not like, if you don't like yeah. the dick you're sucking, like
2: I mean, like if you're a gay well, you dude like sucking job, dick for coke, then yeah, like you're gay. That was my yeah,
1: point. I only do it for money.
2: Well, they're only doing it for coke.
1: Okay, exactly. That's what I'm. That's exactly my point. I,
2: I just love how far off this tangent has gotten. You haven't Man, been on this show swing. very
1: often, have you?
2: <laughs> we are going to swing right back
0: around. Like you haven't
1: been on a Creation Magazine podcast in a while, because mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. what happens on our shows. It's
0: just... we're so going to swing. Right only difference back around is it's me uh, that's
1: turning this conversation, and not John. But
0: <laughs> James Ellsworth and Oscar were supposed to have a match. It ended in double count out, but they had vignettes leading up to the match where James Ellsworth was just insulting women and yeah. saying that men are better than women and he is better than women because he is a man. He did some pushups before the match. Yeah. Um,
1: somehow he's still Carmella's bitch, but go ahead. yeah,
0: <laughs> no, I just I thought it was entertaining because Kate and I actually went back. We were doing a little bit of research for the discussion we had and Jeff Jarrett did the same thing when he was feuding with China, and he would – I mean, he took it one step further. He was putting women in figure four leg locks and hitting them with guitars and shit, but he was talking about how men are superior to women, men are stronger, faster, smarter, blah, 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 and then he got beat by China for the IC title. James comes out and does the same shit and then runs away from Asuka like a scared little bitch. Yeah.
2: Yeah. See, like, I like the – the, the mixed gender matches, like the pure mixed gender matches where like a, a chick is fighting a dude and the, the Jeff Jarrett and China match versus fucking Ellsworth and Ellsworth is just such a fucking joke. Like if you had gotten any other wrestler in there, I would have bought it, you know, like, you know, but it's just a so inter- stupid.
1: Intergender match back in the day.
2: Hmm. I missed the first part of your question.
1: I say you won't know what it would have been a what was a great intergender match back in the day.
2: What?
1: Jacqueline versus The Disco Inferno back in WCW. Good times. They did
0: do They did do more intergender matches that actually were real inter, intergender matches in WCW than they did WWE a yeah. lot of times. They actually had actual other than matches
1: China. like he I was just say Go ahead, go ahead
0: a lot of times other than China, it was just like um Harvey Wimpleman or a referee or something exactly, stupid. Exactly. Whereas you had Medusa actually beat the cruiserweight champion for the cruiserweight title. You had Jacqueline and Disco Inferno. There well, wasn't a lot of it, but it happened.
1: Jacqueline did win the W W E cruiserweight title <clears throat> back in the day. But go ahead. she did. <clears throat>
0: she did. And she we also man. had, I think, Harvey Wimpleman win the women's championship in drag and Santino win a women's battle Royal in drag. So
1: don't remind me of that because I'm still upset that Santino and Santina didn't participate in this year's Royal Rumble. But yeah, that bothers me. I needed that to happen and it didn't happen. And it hurts my feelings.
0: Uh Your girl Peyton Royce lost to Becky Lynch as well. Um That's fine. I just overall, to Okay, we're just doing an overall, both Raw and SmackDown. Who's winning and who's losing? So I'm gonna start with you. Who's winning?
2: Watch I have to go first. Fuck. I'll okay. go first. Uh, think about it for yeah, a second.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll think. I'll, I'll do it. Winning team? Hell no. Because they kept the Usos out of their fucking match.
0: I'm gonna go with Braun Strowman because I feel like anytime you get to take a guy and shove him off a stage in a porta potty that's a win
1: oh yeah he's a close second for me but i just you know i'll give it the team hell no
2: yeah i'm gonna go with the uh the therapist doctor that one's on raw right
1: dr shelby yeah Yeah. Yeah, we're going overall with with both raw and smackdown so
0: yeah it could be from either
2: i'm gonna go with him because he's got a job again so congrats (laughs) all right who's
0: losing
1: See, on this one, I'm going with what you said, and I'm going with, you know, Kevin Owens because he just got fucked over in a porta potty. So.
0: I was going to go with Xavier Woods because he got the shit kicked out of him and then put through a table as opposed to just getting shoved off something.
1: Yeah, but it didn't involve shit.
0: Uh, but there wasn't, it was blue paint. There wasn't any shit in the porta potty, and I'm not going to let that slide. You not
1: prove there wasn't shit in that porta potty. You're just assuming because you only saw blue paint. It's a porta um, potty. There's always shit involved when there's a porta potty. It's implied shit, but it may not be visible shit.
0: I can't accept implied shit. I've seen them dump "quote unquote" literal shit on the Spirit Squad and Vince and Shane on a stage.
1: That was pre WWE going public. That doesn't count.
0: <clears throat> no, it was not. That was not pre-WWE going public. That was after they had gone public. Because after they had gone public, Vince also wrestled God. So. All
1: right, people out there, I need you to fact check us on this one. Go to the Smackin' It Raw Facebook group and let us know if the shit porn on the Spirit Squad happened before or after WWE went public.
0: Here's the thing. I'm sure we'll get a response.
1: I don't know if I'm right or wrong there, but I just wanted to argue with Matt on that occasion. So go ahead.
0: Kate, who was losing for you?
2: Um, I'm going to go with the Usos because they tried and they failed. So.
0: All right. Uh, Travis, just so you know, I fact-checked it, and the WWF went public August 3rd, 1999, according to
1: CNN.com. I don't trust CNN. Fake news. <laughs>
0: Okay, the president right. says c
1: n n is fake news <laughs> oh,
0: God. so we're gonna we're gonna move on to the evolution of women's wrestling.
2: You need and, to move out of Texas.
0: yeah, no shit. um to do that, there's a few things we gotta acknowledge, and one is that, as Travis laughs, I'm sure he can hear me um well, women's wrestling
1: is just so funny. Because he said CNN was fake news.
0: (laughs) Um, Women's wrestling started off as a (laughs) sideshow. It was a special attraction like midget wrestling, and that's how it was looked at. The women um, weren't looked at or valued as normal wrestlers.
1: Have you ever gone and watched midget wrestling, though? Not live, no. But I want to let me tell you
0: about midget wrestling live. All right? Like, you you've told us about it on the show. Yo, it is
1: some different shit. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: Travis, it's we can do an so entire much. episode on midget wrestling if you want, but this one's about women's it's wrestling. so much fun
1: though. Okay, we go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: So, as I was saying, women's wrestling was considered a but specialty act no, in the show. Ahead. Um, and when it really started coming around was about the time that the Fabulous Moolah won the NWA Women's Championship, uh, which she actually what then was took. Do you, know? What?
1: you know what year that was? Uh,
0: 1957, I believe. But okay. she took that to the WWWF. And sold the belt to them, and then became the WWF Women's Champion. And that was actually in the 80s, early 80s. So, when she did that, they discounted any title losses that she had had prior to her giving them the belt. And she was considered Women's Champion from uh, for 28 years. Well, so... Damn. According to WWE, she was a 28-year champion from 1957 till whenever in the 80s that she actually came over to the WWF. They didn't acknowledge any title changes that happened while it was the NWA championship. So from the first time she won it to when she brought it over and gave them that belt, she was a 28-year champion. Some other fucked-up shit about Moolah, which I know...
1: Let's get into the fucked-up shit about Moolah. Go ahead. Uh, Oh, yeah,
0: we're going to (laughs) get... because it's a big part of women's wrestling and why women's wrestling was what it was up until now. So, um, everyone knows that there was a big backlash uh, over the fact that they wanted to name it the Moolah Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania. And uh, it got changed to the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal because of how awful she was. Um, Let's see, what do I got here? So... She was accused of politicking to keep her spot and sexually exploiting other women wrestlers. She also collected all the pay for the women's wrestlers. That So what happened was she trained and essentially managed most of the women's wrestlers and kind of booked them out to territories. Mm-hmm. She would show up and collect the pay for all the women on the show that she kind of set up to work. She would take half of their pay along with all of her pay and then give them half of what they actually made and said, this is all the promoter gave me for you. She did that to multiple women.
1: See, here's the thing the about that. That's really fucked up, but that's what a lot of promoters do, too. Like.
0: But now imagine how much money the promoter took out of their cut.
1: Oh, I know. I know. It's, it's, it's another... What I'm saying is it's an extension of what promoters do, too, because what they do is they take all the house take. The promoter takes half and then. The other half is what's divided among all the wrestlers. So she did that with all the people that she represented and put on the show which is also fucked up but it's just
2: ugh. It's like a, a manager fee almost.
1: It's even more that than a manager fee because typical know. manager fee is like you know, 10% 10, t- 10 or something. 10 to 20% yeah in that yeah. range you know. She took she half.
2: Took- like, yeah. yeah that's fucked up. Yeah, half as far as everyone. taking a
1: percentage, I'm not against her taking a percentage because, yeah, you wouldn't be on the show if it wasn't for her. But half? Right.
2: Goddamn. Yeah, but- no, that's greedy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: We also <laughs> used to have WWF women's tag team titles at one point mm-hmm. in the 80s. The reason those tag team titles went away was a direct result of the fabulous Moolah.
1: Doesn't surprise me.
0: Essentially, WWF did a tour of Japan in the eight, late 80s. And the women's tag team champions had a match and the women's tag team champions at that time were supposed to win that match. Mula was leaving the company and she had issues with the girls that were fighting or wrestling um, as the contenders for the titles. So on her way out, she called the promoters over in Japan and said, Hey, they changed the finish. Um, The tag team champions are going to drop the titles to these two. So that's what happens. And the girls were like, well, you know, that's not what we were told this for that. But one, they're like, well, we got a call from Mula. Moolah said this is what's going on, so this is what we're doing. The girls come back to the United States, and Pat Patterson and everyone that's working backstage is like, what the hell happened? Why did you guys do that? And they're like, well, Mula called, and they're like, we don't know anything about that, and Mula wouldn't do anything like that. Why did you guys change the finish? Why did you do this? And apparently – there was supposed to be a tag team match for the WWF women's tag team titles at Wrestlemania 4. After this incident, they lost faith that the women could be trusted, they got rid of the tag team titles, and they cancelled their Wrestlemania match.
2: That's so fucked up. Women can't be trusted. Fuck you.
1: Yeah, it's not women that can't be trusted, it's Moolah that can't be trusted.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh! And we've got one little more tidbit about Mula, other than the fact that she won her last women's championship at the age of seventy six in nineteen ninety nine. For those of you that might remember that,
1: oh, I remember, remember that. that shit. But go ahead. Um,
0: that
1: was when she was like the, with May Young and shit.
0: Everyone knows about the Montreal screw job, but do you know about the original screw job?
1: No, tell me about the original screw job, Matt.
0: The original screw job happened in 1985 in Madison Square Garden. Wendy Richter was the WWF women's champion. And on one side, they say there was a contract dispute. On another side, they say that um, it was just a dispute over money. Um, it came down to they didn't think Wendy was going to resign. So Vince did some Vince shit, and he told Moolah, go out there dressed as the spider, and Kate and I actually watched this match, and it was kind of weird because they were acting like they called her Mula under the mask as the spider at the beginning of the match, but then as the match went on, they started acting like they had no idea if it was Mula under the mask or not, even though they were specifically saying at the beginning of the match, this is Mula." Anyway, regardless of it, they had about a 12-minute match, and Mula rolled up and pinned... Wendy Richter, and the ref counted a quick one, two, three. Wendy kicks out at about one. Still, Mula just held her down, took the three count, and then they gave the belt to Mula, and that was the last we saw of Wendy Richter in the WWF.
2: It was like she didn't even know like it happened, too. Like she was walking around still trying to like fucking fight Mula,
0: <clears throat> like she was still trying to have a match.
2: Yeah
1: i didn't see that but that sounds really fucked up in case you didn't know like you all are just listening you didn't see me like looking out the window and shit i'm playing the game that we all well not all but a lot of us play on the fourth of july is it gunshots or fireworks but it's just yeah Well,
2: you live in texas so you have a a bigger chance exactly i have
1: no idea i have no (laughs) fucking clue (laughs) But it sounds like fireworks. I'm going to say it's fireworks right now because I still have to take the dog out. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But I heard everything <laughs> you said. It's just
0: basically Vincent <laughs> out there to screw over Wendy Richter because he didn't think she was going to sign a new contractor. He didn't want to give her the money she thought she deserved. And that was the first screw job orchestrated by Vince McMahon. And it's actually. On the WWE network under Women's Revolution, you guys can find that match and watch that match and see what I'm talking about. Hmm.
2: I just keep wondering how many times she sucked Vince McMahon's dick. Like, to get all the, like, I don't understand. It was probably why... a
0: monthly thing. Well, it wasn't just Vince, it was Vince's dad, too. Like, she came over under Vince's dad. Oh, she's dad. old
2: enough for it. So I, I don't mean, see, it's, you, know... you know.
1: Hey, if you're going to suck one dick, you might as well suck two.
0: for coke um (laughs) so we're gonna get into like what we remember kind of the modern era of the women's championship and the title was deactivated in 1990 um it was brought back in 1993 and then deactivated again in 95 when a lunge blaze left and went to wcw and dropped it in the trash yeah Um, Again, Vince lost his faith in women's wrestling or having women's champions because of lunge of and that happening. So we didn't get the actual women's championship coming back till
1: 1998. Yo, what's so fucked up about that is like she went over to WCW and did that, and they didn't even use her. Like, not really. No, she was just kind of there. Like they didn't even do anything with it. Like it just was well, such a
0: waste. They used they used her to train molly holly and a few of the other women's acts that came through that actually went on and did some shit in wwf
1: they didn't use her in wcw is what i'm saying
0: like
1: i agree they didn't do anything with her they had her in wcw and didn't do anything with it
0: um now that we're in 1998 and like i said this is probably the era of wrestling that most of us remember i'm sure there are people that remember the early 90s and everything like that but this is where um there's the introduction of the first ever diva, Sonny um, Sable. You had Miss Jackie. There was Marlena and AKA Terry Reynolds, um, and Ivory. Who Ivory and Jack, Miss Jackie were probably, or yeah, Jacqueline were probably the uh, most actual sound wrestlers that out of that group.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: They still didn't do much wrestling, and the belt was put on Sable because of the way she looked and her crowd appeal.
1: Well. Jacqueline got the belt before Sable, but they did put it on Sable.
0: But they put it on Sable because of that reason. It wasn't yeah, her in-ring ability. Exactly.
1: It was not at all. Yeah,
0: you're right. And this led to a slew of poor women's wrestling matches and women more so being eye candy, which, mind you, as a teenager, I had no issue with whatsoever. Yeah, I actually...
1: Yeah. 14-year-old Travis had no issues with this at all. yes. <laughs> Just...
0: But that's really all they were there for And then in comes talents like Tori and Victoria Trish and Lita And eventually Molly Holly And we got back to some sort of semblance Of real women's wrestling And We got the first ever main event of Monday Night Raw Featuring Trish Stratus And Lita for the women's title Which was an amazing wrestling match That Lita broke her neck in
1: Yeah But she she finished the match though
0: This is where we first start to see the real surgence of women's wrestling, and this is the era that a lot of current female wrestlers talk about as what they watched and inspired them to want to come up and be women's wrestlers, despite the fact that there was also still a shit ton of tits and ass. Yeah. For example, we watched that Intercontinental title match, and Kate, what was China wearing as she wrestled for the Intercontinental?
2: It was tights and a thong, like like stockings no, and a thong. It was nylons and a thong. Yeah, that's and those are stockings. That family.
1: sounds like you know typical China attire. <laughs> that was what she used to wear to the yeah. ring all the time, but it,
2: right? But what if, it's unnecessary. The it only was. reason she's in a fucking thong is because she's a woman. You wouldn't have you know Ric Flair out in a thong because he's you know a fucking dude let me just and no one me, wants to see that
1: if you really want to go there though i will say there is one man who they used to put in a thong on a regular basis
2: who is that actually, you put him, actually put,
1: actually put, put himself members. in a thong because it was actually a regular wrestling briefing he turned them into a thong it was good old rikishi fatu
2: Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah We can also talk about Billy Gunn A.K.A. Mr. Ass Mr. Ass used to walk around with his thong, ass out yeah. His ass. Yeah. Uh, bull- yeah
2: but the men doing it Is more for like either a shock value Or trying to be funny Or oh, whatever I get your
1: point I, I 100% yeah. get your point I yeah. was just you know
2: and like I, really just I to talk love about China. Like the only female out. wrestler that I really remember from my childhood was China. So for like, and I mean, she's not a great looking woman, you know. I mean, she's not really hot or anything, but appreciate I mean, she was a great wrestler, and they still put her in a fucking thong because she was a woman. Yeah.
0: yeah, while she was competing for the intercontinental championship
2: against yeah. a man, like
0: you can give her a-
2: fucking pants, like.
0: What did they call that? It was a household utensils match or a home? Household
2: items match.
0: House cleaning match. House cleaning match.
2: No, it was a household item.
0: The match was called like a house cleaning match, but the rules of the match were you could use anything that you wanted to attack your opponent with as long as they were found in the home. If they were household utensils. Yeah,
2: and dude brought out a motherfucking sink. And I swear to God, so
1: it takes no meaning. To like throw everything at it, but the kitchen sink, and he brought the kitchen yeah. sink. Is that what you're telling me?
2: He brought the at fucking that sink to down there. Yeah, and, they and that's how that she So yeah.
1: here's the thing: match like that, you bring a can of Raid and spray it in their eye, and <laughs> then it's over. Like <laughs> these people aren't thinking. All-
0: now, while you had, and this is what I was talking about with the tits and ass, along with the female wrestling, while you had China who wasn't a thong competing for the Intercontinental title, you also had Miss Kitty ringside, and the majority of the time was Jerry the King Lawler on commentary. Going, no, no, no,
1: he was it was, was Miss Kitty Kitty. Kitty. Here, kitty, 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 oh, kitty, yeah, kitty, kitty, It was, uh, yeah,
0: Miss Kitty. She was in a leopard print bikini top and a leopard print thong with a skirt that did not cover her ass whatsoever. Yeah.
2: And yeah. every time I listen to Jerry the King Lawler, like from back in the day, I forget just how much of a fucking pig he is. Yeah. It's just
1: yeah. like when I think of him back then, I just keep thinking of him just
2: going <laughs> like all the time,
0: <laughs> all the time. Um, eventually we got into where the divas championship was introduced, which was actually 10 years after the women's championship came back. That was in 2008. Uh, and then it was unified because you had a women's championship on raw and a divas championship on SmackDown and then they switched brands. But those titles were unified in 2010. Mm -hmm. And we only had a divas championship up until 2016, when it was rebranded as the Women's Championship and what is now the Raw Women's Championship.
1: Let me say, at that WrestleMania, that was the first time that my friend Brittany, I made her watch WrestleMania with me. Mm-hmm. And she got a kick out of that match, like for real. Like, the, she's like, oh, this is what they had. Melina have me versus Lay Cool? Hmm?
0: The Melina versus Lay Cool match, the no, Unified no. match? Was a
1: triple threat match. Okay. The one with um, Sasha becky and charlotte
0: oh so for the actual women's title yeah yeah okay like
1: she was watching that she was just like oh shit like this is what they actually do now like it actually made her like actually pay attention you know because you know she remembers from when we were younger you know brawn panty matches and shit you know she hadn't watched in a long time and i made her watch with me because i was just you know I forgot what was happening that day, but I'm like, yeah, you're going to watch this with me because this is what I'm doing tonight. So, um, yeah, she was watching. And she was just like, Oh, this is what women's wrestling is. And I'm like, yeah, this is what it's turning into. Like it's,
0: well, what I wanted, what I wanted to make clear here was the first ever WWF women's championship came in, uh, the early eighties, but there were women's champions farther back than the fifties. But that is when the first, recognized title reign began for the WWF after they broke away from the NWA. And it took up until 2016 for the women to be really, truly taken seriously outside of a China who was a freak of nature. Um, You know, they let women wear more clothes once they went PG, but they were still only wrestling from 2008 to 2016 on Monday Night Raw anyway, pretty much two, three, four minute matches. And part of that was their entrance. And yeah. some of them, like Molina, had elaborate entrances that would be two minutes of a four-minute match. Yeah. I remember Whereas, seeing
1: something about, um, I think, uh, Michelle McCool and Molina had a match. And they were told later on they had to redo the match because it was on SmackDown, so it was taped. And they had to redo the match because it was too good. Like, like What? They had to redo the match because it was too good and made the guys look bad. And and like apparently Jericho was the one that stood up for them. Like no, like if you think that they're standing the dudes, that means the dudes have to step their game up. Like no.
2: And I mean they're both they're both wrestlers. I mean one exactly. shouldn't be better than the other. Exactly. So
0: who cares? That's see that's the fucked up thing. Kate is yes in all reality they are both wrestlers, but. In the scope of the company, the women weren't really wrestlers. The men were the wrestlers, and the women were the time fillers, the entertainment, the eye candy that tussled around. Oh, I around. get it.
2: I get it. We're the seventh-inning stretch, and that's fucking it. Like, take it's me out it's to stupid. the ball game. Yeah, the seventh-inning stretch where you go get your last fucking beer, you get another hot dog, you take your bathroom break, and yeah. you wait for the last there of the There
1: was a time when that's what they were. They were the bathroom break. Mm-hmm.
0: And what's fucked up is, as I said, it took till 2016 for us to get to this point. But companies like TNA, or even back in the 80s with GLOW, were actually giving women's wrestling. Um, GLOW was, obviously, from those of you who don't know or haven't seen the Netflix series, it's one of many all-women's promotions where the women were the focus and the women did the wrestling. TNA did a women's revolution long before WWE got into it and oh, yeah. the women's revolution in WWE started in NXT. This is the thing. And then came up
1: Speaking of TNA, those Gail Kim versus Awesome Kong matches fucking amazing. Fucking amazing.
0: And both of them worked for WWE and neither of them got treated or pushed the way they should have been and both ended up leaving. Now Awesome Kong is on Glow and Gail Kim is retired, but Gail Kim due to the way the women were treated and how ridiculous the company was at one point, literally rolled out of the bottom or rolled under the bottom rope of a battle royal and just walked out of a match. Was never eliminated, just said, fuck this and walked out. this shit, yeah. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the point of all this is WWE, as we know and we've seen with some of the racism, is always behind the times. But I mean, here they're very far behind the times. And it's it's amazing what they're doing now and that the women are getting the recognition and the push that they deserve. And the main eventing Raw and SmackDown. They're getting, you know, openers, which is, you know, when you'd watch it back in the Attitude Era, the show opened with Stone Cold. The show opened with The Rock. So when you're opening a show or you're closing a show, you're in the prime TV spots. So the women get this, they're getting real storylines. Um, hopefully we get women's tag team titles again, whether it be for both shows or one show. I'm not sure how they're gonna do that, but yeah. I do hope to see that.
1: I feel like they're getting there. They're working on it. Like they, yeah. they introduced like, you know, some teams there. Like they got Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Like they're starting to bring in like, you know, things like like as a team, the riot squad and all that kind of shit. So I think they're getting there.
2: Yeah, I mean, like the the storylines can still use some work. I mean, the the tired kind of caddy back and forth. You're my friend. You're not my friend. Kind of thing is.
1: I I'm assume you you know referring to the Sasha and Bailey thing, which I'm tired of also.
2: Sasha and Bailey, Alexa and Naya, uh, fucking Nikki and Bree. Like they've they've done it over and over and over. It's mm-hmm. the same shit.
1: Yeah, but it's it's. The fucking like, I'm really sick of the Bailey and Sasha thing, though. That's one that's been going on for entirely too long. Like, yo, just like I said it before, shit I get off the pot? Like, just, and
2: what's yeah, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point?
0: It would mean more if they were wrestling for a championship or over a championship, but mm-hmm. they've picked this story up and dropped it so many times that it's really lost its meaning. And them going to counseling, right? You know, as the counselor for Team Hell No is, uh, or Team Hell No returns, and that was the counselor for them. So they're reintroducing that character as they reintroduce the tag team. Um, seems kind of odd.
1: It was an excuse to bring back Doctor Shelby, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're moving in a positive direction. I'll say mm-hmm. slowly. Maybe we'll finally get moving another- in a
0: positive direction. Maybe we'll finally get an African-American WWE champion that isn't The Rock. That'd be sweet. Yeah,
1: we'll see. I think we have to wait for Vince to die. But, you know, eventually he will. So once he does, then maybe we will.
0: All right, so, I mean, we talked a lot about Mula because Mula is a lot of... The reason that the women Went the way they went As far as wrestling goes Do you guys have any Any other things that you want to touch on um, As far as women wrestling goes That we didn't really cover Any comments that you guys want to add um,
1: um, Things that we touched on But didn't really acknowledge fully um, You know Only woman to hold the Intercontinental title, China. Only woman to hold the Cruiserweight Championship Jacqueline Both beat men to get those titles. You said what?
0: Unless you go to WCW and then there was Medusa.
1: Medusa won the Cruiserweight title in WCW?
0: I don't remember. She did. Okay. I think she beat Evan Courageous, but I could be wrong. Oh, she beat somebody. This is
1: like the that's this this is new WC logo WCW.
0: Well, this was like Vince Russo WCW. Yeah,
1: new logo WCW. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that WCW. I don't count that
0: WCW. <laughs> all right, yeah. well, if that, is, if that is all you guys got for the show, uh, you guys can find us on Facebook.com slash group slash smacking it raw. You can also find our live stream at the Creation Magazine Facebook page, which is Facebook.com slash Creation Magazine. Correct. Travis did not share it to the Facebook group last time, I but I wasn't did. here to fix that. So, how would I do it? I was in the car. Yeah, the but I thought you did it
1: on your... I, I'm, I honestly thought that you did move it to the group. I'm sorry. I would have done it, but I thought you did it. Like, no bullshit.
0: I, yeah, no, I did not. So, we will make sure that's fixed next time. Um, You can find Travis on Instagram and Twitter at SirCussLot at S-I-R underscore C-U-S-S-A-L-O-T-T. And you can find me on Twitter, not Instagram, at Matt Ritter, that is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. Please join the group if you're part of the group and you're listening to this but you haven't subscribed subscribe like and leave us a comment if you're in the group and you're listening to this and you've done all that leave us a comment in the group and let us know what you think of the show and how we can make it better what you like and what you don't like so we can make this better for everyone Awesome. travis you got anything coming up that you want to plug
1: uh creation conversation will be live monday i believe monday evening
0: all right Kate, you got anything to add
1: creation magazine on facebook, yeah. facebook. facebook.com slash creation magazine
0: i said that already um well that'll be it for the show so go ahead and say good night guys good night good night we are smacking it raw and we are that damn good